Are you sick of hearing you don't have enough experience to get work? Visit iPath.com to get the first part of our auto damage certification for free. Hello and welcome to the Independent Adjuster Podcast by IAPath. My name is Chris Stanley, and we're here to help you figure out how to get work in this industry and ultimately how to claim your life. Hey, guys, welcome back to the Independent Adjuster Podcast. This is your host, Chris Stanley. And now uh, we are moving on to a new phase of your adjuster journey. If you have gone through steps one, two, three, and four. So last time we talked about the certifications that really are recognized industry-wide that really actually freaking matter that you need to consider whether you're getting started in auto, desk, or property claims. Um, but now, once you've gotten through that, now you have a little bit of recognition to your name. Uh, you are now moving from the building phase or the creating your business phase. And now you're technically open for business. You have all the legal things that you need to do. You know how to do the job. Uh, you can actually get work, potentially, because uh, you have a certification. People might actually care. Um, but for some reason, unless maybe you're with IAPath and we emailed out your name to all the firms or Matt Allen emailed, emailed out your names, typically your door isn't getting beat down with work right away. Um, and if that's the case, if you're sitting here and you have certifications in your name, whether you graduated from us or Matt or not, if you don't have the work, now it's where you kick into phase two, which is the promotion phase. And if you remember, we've mentioned it a few times, you are your own business as an independent adjuster. And you have to accept that. You have to realize you're the salesperson, you're the accountant, you're everything, unless you outsource the accounting, right? But you have to promote yourself. You have to be marketing. You have to be promotion. And at IAPath, we make it really easy. We give you the lead list. It's a hot lead list. We tell you where to go. Sometimes the companies come find you. But ultimately, that burden is on you to make sure that you get work. And there's a lot of companies out there that we don't even work with um, that you can go get and get work from. Um, but now we need to move to that promotion phase. So the first step, step five uh, um, in the whole path, but the first step of the promotion phase is setting up your resume. And now your resume matters, okay? It's not like getting a job at a corporation quite matters. It's not like going and working for a skyscraper or an in-person office. It doesn't matter that much. But in about seven seconds, people will judge you based on your resume. And although the resume is dying, I'm all about the resume going away. I think it's silly. I think it's a archaic way of doing things, it is still used in our industry. And it's used actually quite a bit, especially from the insurance companies and the big IA firms. And it is even used by the recruiters when they just open up their email and say, hey, so-and-so contacted me and say they're working out of uh, Missoula, Montana or wherever. Great. And they, they look at your resume. If it looks terrible, if it doesn't clearly communicate what you're wanting to communicate, you're done you're probably not going to get a shot unless they're just desperate in that area. So your resume still does matter um, today. So the principles that we're going to be talking about is from a book I wrote um, called The Adjuster's Resume Playbook. Okay, and the origin of this information, it's not that I am uh, went up to some cloud somewhere and all of a sudden a light shone and then it's like, oh, this is how you write a resume. 
it's quite the opposite, actually. I was writing a book with John Bachman, um, and we started doing some research, talking with people, and we knew we had to talk about doing a resume because we were we were trying to write a book about how to get a job at an insurance company. Well, as we dug into it, we realized the resume was this huge section, like massive section of the book. And we we're like, this should be its own spinoff book because independent adjusters need this as well. And so we interviewed 12 people on what a good adjuster resume is. I read a bunch of books on how resumes are done. And then I gathered all that information together, wrote up the book along with John Bachman and Bam, it, it's the book. But I'm going to give you the core concepts from that book in here. But if you need help with that, you should grab that book, uh, The Adjuster's Resume Playbook. Or if you're inside the community, I have a course uh, that's put together and a challenge, a three-day resume challenge we hosted before where we kind of guide you through all that. Uh, but all that information's in the community if you need it as well. But if, you, if you're not in the community and you're not ready to get in the community, you can also grab the book. It's super helpful really succinct at helping you get your resume in order. But the big thing about resumes, before I give you any frameworks or any tips or tricks, is we have to put the point of view in the right direction. If you are looking the wrong way, looking about the wrong things about your resume, you're going to hit the mark every time. Okay, got to aim the right way. Okay, so a resume is not your job history. Got real quiet. There was some crickets. People are like, what you talking about, Chris? Your resume is not your job history. It is an advertisement for you to the person who's hiring for a particular job. So if you just write your job history, if that's how you look at a resume, it's going to be terrible. But if you look at it as this is an advertisement about me, Selling myself to the hiring company for a particular job, you're going to do a way better job at this. Because let's think about advertisements. Let's think about how they work with other products other than ourselves and resumes. Um, if you are hungry and you see an advertisement that says, fill your belly, you're like, crap, what's that? I want it. Or mouth-watering juicy burgers. They didn't give you the history of the Whopper. They made you want to eat it to solve the problem that you were experiencing. So everybody who has a job posting, everybody who's hiring independent adjusters, they are experiencing a particular problem. They're wanting to staff to a particular need or they or need they anticipate they will have. They bring you on their roster expecting that someday soon they will need you. Well, if you solve the need that they anticipate they're going to have, you will get added to that roster. You will more than likely get work. What often happens, and I love uh, Jeremy Reddick. He has an amazing course on resume writing, but it's more for graphical resumes to catch people's eyes attention, which is a totally different topic. Okay, We're talking about traditional resumes done in Microsoft Word, no graphics. Okay, And here's why. I thought graphic resumes were the way to go. I love them. I think it's the future. But currently, when people, big IA firms and insurance companies want to hire someone, they use a, a management system, an applicant tracking system. It's called the ATS. And as you submit your resume, it is scanning and chopping up your resume and reading it. And if it can't read it because there's graphics and that just screws a computer up, 
guess what? It throws you in the garbage. And that's what we learned in these interviews. Graphical resumes, as cool as they look, really screw you up sometimes. And it's a lot of extra money, time, energy that I don't think you have to put in right away. Now, if you're not getting traction in this industry, you're struggling, or you, you're kind of elevating yourself up in the industry, maybe a graphical resume is right for you. I love Jeremy Reg's course. I learned a ton from it. Um, but what we learned by interviewing these people was that is not what they do. They will literally throw your resume in the garbage most of the time for the bigger companies. Might be different person to person, but we're going to go easy street and we're going to make this super easy. But that's the viewpoint you need to have. We must solve a problem that the company has. And the next logical thing that you're going to say is, well, Chris, how do I know what problem they're having? I don't know what problem they're having. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. If you look at their job posting or job posting of any adjuster in a similar position or for a similar position, you're going to see the problem that they have. What does an auto damage appraisal company have? They need someone to successfully complete auto damage claims in a timely fashion. They tell you in the job description, right? Like they're literally telling you, this is the problem we want you to solve. So we have this huge insight when we look at these things. So John Bachman and I came up with a method uh, to make sure that we made this stinking easy. And it's called the claim resume method. And it's an acronym or an acrostic, however you want to say it. Uh, and, you know, they each stand for something. So C, and, and, and I've talked about this in the podcast before, so if it's redundant, whatever, let it sink in. C of claim stands for change the wording to match the job descriptions. So if you're applying to, let's pick a company, um, XYZ appraisal company, and you see they have a job posting, doesn't matter if it's in your area, you see they have a job posting on Indeed for an auto damage appraiser in Utah and you're in Texas, who cares? We know how they phrase things, that we know now the lens that they look at this job. And it says, must be able to complete cycle time, uh, complete claims and industry standard cycle time of 48 hours. Well, we know that's their expectation. So we can start incorporating that in our resume. We know that they refer to you as a motor vehicle damage appraiser or whether they refer to you as an independent auto damage appraiser or whether it's just an independent appraiser or whatever. The way that they frame the bullets, the expectations, the job description, we can take and modify our core resume to match that. L, the length of your resume must be no more than one page. The entire page should be filled up. It should look nice, neat, and orderly. We'll talk about that in a minute. But L, the length is equal to one page. A, the A in claim for the claim resume method represents a range of skills. Okay, if they are looking for someone who is good at CCC1 and you have trained on CCC1 and Mitchell, don't put Mitchell at the top. Put CCC1 at the top. Arrange your skills, arrange the way you talk about your skills to match the job description. Now, we are not saying to lie. We are not saying to do that. Do not invent things that you cannot do, but reference them and arrange them in the way that they have presented. They care about them. So we're just matching language and priority based on their job posting here. And then I and claim 
is be intentional and consistent. You need to intentionally have the same spacing everywhere. You need to be consistent on what size your fonts and your headings and what's bolded and what's italicized and what's not. And M, you need to make it perfect. There's no sense in having more than one error on them. There shouldn't be any. Because what we found in our research was that if you have two errors on your resume, they'll probably just discard you. And most companies have, you know, grammar checker and things on their computer. I know I do. And so when I open something up, it, it highlights everything that's a mistake. So they open it up. It's a blur of red. That's a problem. If they open up the PDF and they spot a, a, a typo somewhere and they're like, ah, OK. But then in, you look further down and another typo. You know, I've seen resumes where people misspell independent or they adjuster or they use different wording that we don't use in our industry. These are all flags and clues that this person may really want to get this job, but they didn't take the time to understand our industry or they didn't take the time to make sure their resume looked good. So M, make it perfect. Let's recap. C, customize your resume for each job. L, length, make it one page. A, arrange your skills. I, be intentional and consistent, and M, make it perfect. Listen, if you do those things on your resume, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be solid, okay, at the very minimum. And if you need help with that, get the Adjuster's Resume Playbook off of Amazon, or if you're inside the community, we have tons of resources around this in the course uh, on resumes. Okay, that's step five of the IA path. And so get your resume right. That'll get you a job, at least not hold you up from getting a job at the bare minimum. And I keep walking your path and claiming your life. And next time we'll talk about step six, which is networking. We're going to talk about how you network in our industry. How do you rub elbows and get to work? Are you dreaming of a career in auto damage, but find yourself not meeting the experience requirements? You can try the first part of our seven part auto damage certification for free. This allows you to dive deep into auto damage training with no strings attached. And if you love it, you can continue on and purchase the full program. With this certification, you gain not just in-depth knowledge and skills, but also an all-access pass to our exclusive community, a full year of mentorship, and yes, get the two to five year experience requirement waived with over 40 firms. Your future in auto damage begins today. Visit iPath.com to start your free trial and discover where iPath can take you. iPath, claim your life.